0: What's going on, my friends? Welcome to episode 102 of the Gay Gale Podcast, where we talk everything New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, national, and international sports. Hosted by your truly, and Rosari, join us down around like Marcellus Burdock, Sam Murrell, and our special guest, The Brad Pack. You can listen to the podcast right now on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anzac Music, iHeartRadio. Or wherever you get your podcasts, and you watch the podcast right now on YouTube. I'll show you how I should show our on social media at the But thought I said it's time to get your game on. You guys, good news and bad news. today. Bad okay. news is we are incredibly, incredibly short staffed. I mean, like well, what, two to three of our <laughs> co-hosts are missing. Sam.
1: Well, it's because you know Michael's kind of like just dead. And then, um, Alex, you know, he has to type up an eleven-page essay, apparently.
0: Woof. Well, not an eleven-page essay. I mean, he, he he has to get an orphan by deadline, so so we understand that. Um, so, like, yeah, Alex is gone. 11. Chris, Chris is off um, doing a uh, uh, doing church camp. Um, Ms. So, us, uh, so, I mean, we all know where we're, so, so we're hoping we can get him the joy sometime. Um. Yes, go ahead Sam.
1: Did you just say Chris is doing church camp?
0: That, the that's right. That's 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 what he's actually doing. He's mm-hmm. actually working like at, 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 he's actually working at a church during the summer.
1: Okay, working. I thought you meant he was one of the participants in the church camp. I was <laughs> like, the man is 25 years old. Why is he <laughs> participating
2: in camp? He's got to learn, bro. <laughs> yeah. But that anyway, means- that's the
0: bad. But anyway, that's the bad news. The good news is, is, that we have a we have a very special guest join us today. I would I, I said before I would say he's become the face of New Jersey Devils Twitter. I mean, he produces a lot of great on, on Twitter. Um, And by far, I would say the biggest Jess Brett fan you will ever meet, <laughs> the Brat Pack. Brat Pack, welcome to the show. How are you doing, buddy?
2: Dude, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, and, and like I said, I really just appreciate the invite.
0: No problem, no, no no problem, no problem. We're glad to have you on, buddy. Glad to have you on now. So... Before we get into trust me, we're gonna get into this um Nigerian hack talk. It's been a while since uh we did like I did some serious devil talk on here. So that, sure. that's the whole reason right. But before we get to that, uh, talk about um talk about um like um uh, like um the account you've I believe I believe I believe you started it's been a year ago since you've created this account.
2: Yeah, yeah. It really so, I mean so it yeah, so grand- is gonna
0: talk about it for a bit.
2: Yeah, in the grand scheme of Devils Twitter, it really hasn't been that long. I actually created it in July of 2021. So um I've only had it literally, quite literally. I think I'm coming up on my year anniversary, like right about now. Um, I, you know, was on Twitter on my personal account and I saw all these, I don't know, player themed devils accounts, and I was like, oh, like those are cool. And I think I saw you know, one or two that the devil's account started like interacting with. And I was like, oh, like, this is fun. Like, this is a community. Like, this is like, you know, something that people do. So I was like, okay, like, maybe, maybe I should try to join this community. Maybe I should, you know, try to create one of these accounts. And so I did, and I created the Brat Pack. Um, Like I said, a year ago, July, that is the name I chose. That's the brand, you know, that I'm, that I'm working with here. And over the past year, the the response has been absolutely incredible, especially over the past like three months or so. I really just started posting like, I don't know, low quality memes that I made on like, you know, Safari on my iPhone or like Snapchat or something, whatever. And people, you know, people seem to really like it. So I kept going with it and I started making jokes and, and, and all that good stuff. And I mean, you know, I, not to uh, toot my own horn here a little bit, but it seems to have taken off a little bit and people seem to really be responding to it and liking it. And, you know, that's from there, I just kind of ran with it. So, um, you know, that's just kind of where I found myself and that's, that's kind of the role I fill. I, you know, I like to think of myself as kind of a stand-up comedian of Twitter. Like I, I really just <laughs> go for jokes and laughs. Like, I just try to post whatever I think is funny, you know?
0: Yeah, I saw all that. I mean I love um I love um the one um I mean we're obviously gonna talk about him later in the episode, but I love all the mansbo about uh, Jiger Johan being in different places in New yeah. Jersey.
2: <laughs> yeah, well that's like the one thing that like I guess people have really, really enjoyed and responded to is I've tried to make like running bits out of certain things. And the the most recent one, like you said, is the Where's Johnny that I've been doing where I just photoshopped Johnny Gaudreau into like different spots around New Jersey and kept posting it. And it, you know, like it just, you know, these bits kind of like take a life of their own and, and they've been a lot of fun. And I, I think the fan base has had a lot of fun with them.
0: Oh, awesome. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Um, just, so, just so you guys know, Marcellus has fishy drawers. Marcellus, how are you doing?
3: Good, How you guys doing?
0: Doing good.
2: By the way, Marcellus, this is Brad Pack. Um, I guess today, Brad Pack, this is Marcellus. Hello, Marcellus. Nice to meet you, bud. Nice to meet you, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm good, man. Thanks. Thank you. I, mean, I already said thank you, but thank you for having me on. Yeah, for sure, man. All what
0: right. So now let's get into um. Speaking of um uh, uh, individual matches here, let's talk about um. Let's talk about the decision. Shall we? Let's let's let dive right in here. Let's 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 dive right in here. Obviously, the big thing that is um going around um. That is going around like New does is of course like um free agency and obviously we'll talk about um the the signs that that they made up later on. but obviously the big story is is Johnny Goudreau, um he was supposed he was the does were apparently trying to land him like all off, all off season there was a lot of steam picking up like towards free agency and then out of nowhere he signs with the Columbus Blue Jackets and we were talking about this off the air um, on... Sam Marcellus, for those of you also not as big of hockey fans as me and Brad Beck are, so we were we, we made this analogy. Remember when Kevin Durant uh joined the Warriors? This is the opposite. This is this is if <laughs> Kevin Durant when that okay, I went to go join uh, the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> yeah, but maybe not that strongly. The, I mean, the the Blue drivers they're they're like a respectable team, but I, I I I But Brad Beck, I'm sure you'd agree. If I told you, um. I don't know 24 hours for free sit that um that like that Giannis is going to go Blue Jackets you, you would probably say yeah and picks going to fly.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you look at the decision that was made, um I mean, I I like the Kevin Durant analogy and I don't think Johnny Gaudreau may be quite Kevin Durant because I know Kevin Durant is like a top yeah. 3 player in consideration but yeah. Johnny Gaudreau is a top 10 player and this past year he was a top 5 player. Yeah. So so he does carry some weight but Imagine leading up to free agency, and and I know the NBA deals with this a lot, where you kind of know where players are going to go and what they want, and and you know they're pretty vocal about it. Johnny Gaudreau was the same way, where he said, "I want to be near Philly, whether it's the Flyers, the Devils, the Islanders, whoever it may be, I want to be near, you know, close to home." So that is the Durant to the Warriors moment that we thought was going to happen, and then free agency opens. And, you know, we get the news that it's between the devils and the flyer uh, devils and the islanders because the flyers couldn't afford it, even though he really wanted the flyers. We we go about was a flyers
0: fan growing up, right?
2: He was a flyers fan growing up and he and, and he told all his friends and his family that he wanted to be a flyer. But with with the cap space, they couldn't afford it. So the options were really down to the devils and the islanders. And we waited six or seven hours. It. I think the news broke at about 7 p.m. that the Columbus Blue Jackets swept in, signed him out of nowhere, and signed him for less than what the reported offers were from the Devils and the Islanders. So for NBA terms, imagine Kevin Durant to the Warriors at the max contract, and then imagine at the last moment he signs to the Sacramento Kings for $5 million less than a, mount, a max contract. That's what we're dealing with here. It makes no sense. The numbers don't make sense. The location doesn't make sense. I, as a Devils fan, I was blown away by it. It I w- still doesn't make sense to me.
0: I remember, I remember I was on free during day. I was literally refreshing Twitter all day. All all day. I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, I literally searched up Devils Goudreau. I was refreshing it all day, waiting for like some sort of thing. And then it got to, like what was it? 5 or 6 p.m. I'm like, I'm just, like, F this side. that I decided like, to take a nap. And then I woke up at, like, 8 p.m. and I see Johnny Gaudreau goes to the I'm like, what?
1: Yeah. You, you, he he was, Adam was, like, not very happy at all. Like, he was in disbelief.
0: I, I was, yeah, I wasn't happy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wasn't happy. Um, I don't know, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard about this, though, um, apparently, apparently, Peck, Apparently, something that could make sense is that you know Johnny Pujol's wife. Yeah, he's. I don't know if you saw this tweet. Apparently, he's a children's hospital nurse. She's a children's hospital nurse, and um, the, the thing. Apparently, Columbus has like one of the best like children's hospitals in the in the country called um Nationwide Hospital, and it's and it's also and, and it's also um it was. And so apparently like maybe maybe like um, that could play a part of it where maybe like Johnny Pedro could went to Columbus thinking like maybe like maybe like maybe his wife could like get a new job there.
2: So I did hear that rumor and to be honest, it sounds to me like fans trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense because you can say that there's two major hospitals in Ohio and then you might accept that and you might think, okay, that makes sense. But if you even think about that for more than five seconds, you realize that CHOP, Children's Hospital Philadelphia, is equal to or better than those hospitals. And that's where she works right now. So, you know, it sounds like COPE to me where, you know, you can think that she wants to transfer those hospitals. But if you think that she went for the hospital itself, she would have stayed at CHOP. She would have been a, you know, he would have been a devil. To me, that, it sounds
0: like yeah, a flimsy okay. excuse. Yeah, thanks for clearing it up. you for clearing it up. Yeah, I I, 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 I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just like it's just so stunning that like um, you look for ways to make, Like I say, you look for to make something that doesn't make sense.
1: Well, I mean, maybe. Okay, this is going to be a big stretch. Just, just maybe, he went to this team help his own legacy saying that he can carry a team by himself just maybe he's trying to do that is that possible
2: that that is that actually is one of the more reasonable takes I've heard and I heard it last night too um, when people are trying to make sense of this is that he wants to go to a team where he can be the face of it he can be the superstar and if they do end up doing anything it's on his you know his doing. Whereas if you were to join the Devils, it'd really be Jack Hughes's team. And although he'd be probably the top point scorer, he wouldn't be the, you know, the face of the franchise. And another thing um, that kind of Sam fits into your point is Columbus versus New Jersey or New York. um, we see it a lot with baseball where some guys don't like playing in big markets. Some guys don't want to play for the Dodgers. Some guys don't want to play for the Yankees. They want to go play, you know, for the Cincinnati reds. I know we saw a lot with Sonny gray. Um, And I think that kind of applies here where he may have made this choice to get away from the big markets and go play in a place like Columbus, Ohio, where he can be the face of the franchise, but still be in a small market in a sense where he doesn't have to, you know, respond to the New York media or the Toronto media or something like that. Um, it's very possible that is that is like one of the only things that makes sense to me personally.
0: Also, isn't Calgary like a, a big media market?
2: Anywhere in in Canada is going to be a big market for hockey.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, I never really thought, I know, I mean, I never really thought of like, I mean, obviously, I know New York and Los Angeles, they're all big artists. I never would have imagined that Calgary would have. But not but but you make a great point, Brad back up how like since it's since it's like hockey in Canada, your offs there's obviously off gonna be a major market. You make a great point.
1: Yeah, and also yeah, may, that also may be because it's like for example, we've seen it with a lot of superstars in different sports. They really can't handle big markets. So they rather get a small market where they can develop themselves or even just play their game without being criticized too much because let's be real when those superstars go to like those small markets do we really see or cover those superstars a lot no we just kind of just say okay they're there we know they're there that's nice but we're not just gonna cover them
2: yeah and like i said it i i know you guys are a New York, New Jersey, Philly podcast. And like I said, with Sonny Gray on the Yankees, that is exactly what we saw. When he came to the Yankees, he was, you know, a highly touted ace pitcher who was supposed to be even a Cy Young perspective guy. And I mean, am I allowed to curse on this podcast?
0: You're allowed. to are an explicit podcast. Baby. Okay.
2: So explicit podcast. He shit the bed in New York. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he shit the bed. And you see him go to a place like um, he went to Cincinnati for the Reds, right?
0: Yeah, and, and, and look at he's doing great now, and he's
2: he's been doing great since. And
0: Same thing I, with Joey Gallo, I I guarantee, I, mean, yep. I guarantee you that when right back to say no, I'm big Yanks, I guarantee you that when if hes get trade Joey Gallo when when he goes to his new team, he's gonna go on a tear. I guarantee it.
2: absolutely. And and it's no, it's nothing new, and I know we're using baseball as an example but it happens in every single sport. I mean, there are guys in football, hockey, baseball, basketball. I mean, and not that this is helping any, because I know he went from Philadelphia to Brooklyn, but look at Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is not fit for a big market. I honestly believe that if he was on, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies, he'd be a much different player. Some guys are just not cut out for it. And a weird a weird part of me kind of respects Johnny Gaudreau for recognizing that first and going to the small market before even getting eaten alive by a big market and, and making that you know choice. But you know, I still would have seen him like to try.
1: <laughs> the only thing I don't really get about that argument though, just just this thing though. The main well, main team was the New Jersey Devils. The New Jersey Devils, I'm sorry. They're like a very well-known team. New Jersey Devils is not a big market. So, that's my only thing. It's like, the New Jersey Devils aren't a big market. I get it would still be Jack Hughes' team. It would obviously still be Jack Hughes' team. But the Devils aren't really covered like a New York team like the Rangers or like the Philadelphia Flyers or like any of the Canadian teams,
2: just because, you know. That is a
0: great yeah, point. Like that, is a, that is a great point.
2: It is a great point. And it is a great point, but it's kind of a weird, ever-changing situation where, although it's a, it's a very weird balance where Philadelphia and New York rule the market game. And that's no secret. And that's, you know, everyone knows that the devils are in a spot, excuse me, um, where New Jersey itself is not a small market, but they are viewed as a small market team because they're overshadowed by New York and Philadelphia. So what it comes down to is when they're bad and New York and Philadelphia are good. It, it may as well be as New Jersey's not even there. Totally agree. They could be the tiniest market in the country. However, when New Jersey's good and they're beating the Rangers or they're beating the Flyers, the market is there. We are, you know, in the New York metropolitan area market wise, where if the attention is there, it's there. It's kind of an all or nothing thing where either we get all of the attention or none of the attention. And right now they've been so bad for so long that they get none of the attention. Totally agree with you. As of right now, they are acting as a small market team, but if they get over that hump, if they're good, if they get those superstars, they have all of the ability to be a big market team. And and to make this another NBA analogy, it's kind of like the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets where Brooklyn has played second fiddle in New York for years and years. And then they get Kevin Durant, they get Kyrie, you know, they get James Harden and, you know, New- the New York Knicks are still the story of New York, but the, the press coverage, the media coverage, it exploded for the Nets when they got those players. Right.
1: Oh yeah. And, and I, oh, yeah. I, and here's the thing. I agree with that, but like, I was, I was actually going to use that analogy. To like counteract it kind of oh go for just it just because just because here's the thing the Brooklyn is we we all agree they're whooping the Knicks right now like right their the competitions might be closed however the New York Knicks are still more popular and well known than the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah and it's just because let me let's put it like this I'm just gonna use like the sports term of, like, the big brother and the little brother. The little brother can beat the big brother in everything. The little brother can beat him in basketball and hockey and all this stuff. But most people are going to remember and be a part of and be friends with the big brother rather than the little brother, even though the little brother's better in everything. That's kind of like when, um, like, the New York area the Philadelphia era compared to New Jersey. Don't get me wrong. New Jersey is not a small market, like not a small market. Right. But we're seen as the little brother compared to a giant city like New York City. It's kind of the same thing with Brooklyn and New York and New York Knicks or even the Los Angeles Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers. The Clippers are better. The Clippers are better than the Lakers. But a lot more people are going to go to the Lakers rather than the Clippers.
2: For sure. And, you know, that's absolutely true. The only kind of counterpoint to that is, you know, Lakers above Clippers, Knicks above Nets. However, Clippers and Nets above the Cavaliers any day of the week, you know?
0: Yeah, that is true. That is true.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've never heard someone say, And I'm just being honest. I've never heard someone say other than LeBron James, I've never heard someone say I'm willingly going to Cleveland.
2: Exactly. That's exactly the point here. I mean, LeBron is LeBron. He's from Akron. We get that. That's a special case. Taking LeBron completely out of the conversation we're arguing. It not, I know we're not arguing, so you know, you know what I mean. But we're arguing Knicks versus Nets when the alternative is the Cavaliers. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's perfect. That's perfect.
1: It's like if Aaron. It's like, and I know Aaron Judge signed a contract, but let's say if Aaron Judge didn't sign a contract, it's like if Aaron Judge's two teams were like the Yankees and the Boston Red Sox, and then. All of a sudden, he just goes to the Orioles.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, why would you go to that like trash team?
0: Well, actually, Orioles, low key, low key, uh, Sam. Orioles actually doing pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. Would you believe if I told you they're above five hundred?
2: The whole AL oh. East is five hundred or above.
0: Yeah.
2: And that just shows you either how
1: strong or how weak they are. I can't tell you the difference. Honestly,
2: no. I, yeah. I think I think that shows strong because to stay 500 or above as a whole division means you're beating other divisions. Yeah. But, so,
0: hey, but anyway, let, uh, we, anyway we're, we anyway. Uh, We we obviously like discussed like broke down like we're trying to explain Johnny Good Um, not, absolutely. Like you're going to Columbus, but I'll obviously like it's done. Like he's in Columbus. Like whatever. Let's move. Let's move on. Um. As well as I like obviously New Jersey Devils like they pivoted um to their plan B and part of that plan B was Siam, um, Andre Pallad and I don't know about you I, I um really really like the signing not for um not necessarily for talent because I do think like the country of the gave him five years um six million dollars per I think it's a little much um for a player of, player of his caliber he's a good player but he's not like amazed like not he's not amazed like he's like he's nowhere near for Joe, like obviously still you know, but I think I love to for the for the leadership aspect. Like I remember I saw I saw I saw I saw this like um on Twitter how a lot of the players on devils, they've never experienced winning. Like, right. like like there's like a you could call it a losing culture like um in in, in like with the devils where just, they just they haven't learned how to win. I should he's he's a, a two time Stanley driver. he's been to his he's been to his up three times zero. Have a guy like that that could, like, really teach, like, a lot of the young guys, like Jack Hughes, Justin Brett, or teach really these these guys to teach them how to win. I would really like, oh, you should ask because why wow, I love this deal so much.
2: Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> some, some of this makes me laugh because I know Sam and Marcellus are probably laughing at us right now, thinking that $6 million is an absolute overpay for a player. When you know, I I know you, I think you guys said you're NBA fans, where a a role player who's a sixth man might get 18 million a year. So, yeah, I I always think it's kind of silly when we're talking about the NHL and we're talking about a couple million dollars being way too much. But, yeah, you know, to that point, point. that's a great point. (laughs) I I I talked to my yeah, it's,
0: it's like, like
1: we have to give him $1 million It's like, oh my God, that's such a steal, bro. Right. i got $1 million. <laughs> no, but listen, listen. I, 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 I'm not laughing at that just because in baseball, unless he was a superstar, I don't want to hear him getting paid $10 million a year right. unless he was a superstar in baseball. So, like, 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 and that's the things when people like when they say these players are like, Oh, like the NBA is a very, very bad example when we say like role players should get paid a lot because the NBA is a global sport. That's that's the thing that people don't realize. The NBA is like soccer, it's a global sport, hockey is mostly just a country wide sport but it's not a global sport it's like six million dollars for a world player that's a lot
2: yeah. right exactly. yeah so for andre pilot we have a, a six um six year oh, sorry five year six million dollars a year thirty million dollar contract he's 31 uh 30 31 now it's gonna take him to at least 36 37 here's the thing about that a lot of what you said is exactly what they're paying for. He, he's been to the Stanley Cup three times in a row. He's been a pivotal part of that team three years in a row, which, it, you know, is a totally valuable thing, and that's why we're paying him that much. If you look at his season stats, they're not quite as good. He only scored 49 points last year, which puts him fourth on the Devils, which is behind Jack Hughes, ahead of Yegor Sharangovich. Which, if you're paying a guy six million dollars, you want him way in front of Jaeger, Sharon Go, which not just a couple points in front of him. So I don't love the deal in the in the way of paying for points and and the production that we're going to get for the next you know five years. I I think it's going to be a bad deal towards the end of it. However, good teams take bad deals. That's what I'll say. It may be a bad deal, but good teams do take on bad deals. And that's like one of these unwritten things among Devils fans where we're so obsessed with, we got Nico Houshear for 7.2, I think. We got Jack Hughes for 8. And we're obsessed with this idea that we can get these superstars for these team-friendly deals. And it's not always realistic. And part of the reason we got Nico and Jack for those team friendly deals is so that we could spend a little more in free agency and get some of those guys who we really need and spend a little more and not be in trouble. And I think that's what we did here. I think we overpaid. I don't think he's worth 6 million, but I think that's okay. I think that we've set the team up in a way where we can overpay. We can, you know, spend 6 million on a guy who's not worth 6 million because it makes our team better and we can afford it. We don't have to panic about it. So I think the contract is not good on its own, but I think for the devils specifically, it's what we can afford. I think it's going to work out. I would love to see some stability in the lineup. That is what I'm looking for out of this contract. Our big problem is injuries. When Nico goes down, when Jack goes down, we're fucked and that's all there is to it. So, I look at guys like Palat and I look at guys like Hala, who we just added, who if a guy goes down, they can step into that spot. We haven't had that in the past few years. If someone goes down, we're just done. That's it. That's all there is to it. So I'm looking at these guys that if someone goes down, they're guys that can step into that spot and hold over until those guys come back. So for that respect, for that insurance, I think this is a good deal. I think as devil's fans, we are going to love Palat for the next five years. I
0: think we are too. Speaking of, like, um, figure you or I asked well, about. Hold on, we obviously acquired them in like the Palo Zaka trade. Just quick thoughts on that trade.
2: I love that trade. I love it. Uh, <laughs> the Pavel Zaka experiment is finally over. The Paolo Zaka experiment is finally over. Um, and and that's <laughs> one of my running bits on Twitter that has done really well for me. Is is you know hating on Pavel Zaka and. I want to put it out in the air right now. Yeah. I don't hate Paolo Zaka as much as everyone yeah. thinks Pavel that I Zaka,
0: do. I feel like with Paolo Zaka, it's just, like, he is who he is. He's, like, he's a bomb six forward. That, 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 like, that's the reason. I always right. feel like he, he's one of those players that, uh, that because, like, Jalos drafted him so high that because of that and he, and he has, like, lived up those next like, stages that, that fans, like, kind of, like, rack with, like, maybe a little bit more than he deserves.
2: Yeah, he's a bottom six forward masquerading as a middle six forward and was drafted to be a top six forward. And I know we have some NBA fans, and I know we're kind of the theme of the show is to translate it into an NBA. And what I'll say is, imagine a sixth overall pick. So first round, sixth overall, being your sixth or seventh man on the team. It's just not, it's not feasible. It's not doable. You, you need your sixth overall pick to be a starter, you need him to be a star, and that's not what Pavel Zaka's been. So I'm I'm glad to get him off the team. I think he could do well. I hope he does well in Boston. I really I, do. I, I
0: do too. I do too. He's reunited with Taylor Hall, so there's that.
2: And well, and Eric Halla that we traded Zaka for, and the trade was one for one. I love that. I love yeah. it. I think it's a great trade. I think Eric Halla gives us the same stability that Palat gives us, where he can play on the second line, he can play on the fourth line. That's okay. We need guys who can do that. We need guys who, when injuries happen, when we need to shuffle the lineup, when we need to move things around, that can adjust, adapt, and can, you know, still exist. And do we need a superstar there? No, we don't. But we need a guy who can at least hold down the fort. And I think that's what we got.
0: I agree. I agree. So, we're, we're, um, obviously, free hc free aside, um... Honestly, no, number one I want to ask you is number one, do you think the double levels are done? And number two, if you d- don't think they are like what 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 could you see them like making like could you see them like potentially making like like I obviously missing out on now, Could you see them making like a big time trade for like a like a, a big time Star Wars? Like for example, could you see them like maybe if Patrick Lyons now out of like um, homes, could you see them make a trade for him? Could you see making maybe make a trade for Matthew Chuck or JT Miller or someone someone like that do you you think like that's like could be a possibility
2: generally i want to say the answer is no because i think tom fitzgerald has stuck to a plan to this point i think his general vision for this team has been to build from within draft draft correctly sign guys on economic team-friendly deals And to try to, I I think he's going after a dynasty. I don't think he's trying to win now. I think he's trying to win for the next five years, 10 years beyond, you know, I, I think he's really trying to get guys on this team that are going to be here for a long time and we can afford them for a long time. So I don't see him really making any like bold or rash moves. I think Line, a, I think Kachuk, I think a lot of those guys would cost a lot in assets that I yeah. don't think Fitzgerald is willing to give up. I think Goudreau, if Goudreau fell into our laps, that was one thing, but he didn't. And I think it's time to move on from that. And I think, honestly, I don't even think Palat fits into the Fitz's plan. I'm surprised he even did that. So, but beyond that, I really can't see that much more. I don't, I just don't see it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, de- I, I definitely. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I definitely have to like understand like um, is I definitely understand like his, his vision there. Like he's he's not just thinking. He's thinking like the obviously those signs were thinking. Oh my God, we haven't made the playoffs in so long. Next year it was like we gotta make the playoffs. Like, we gotta make the playoffs. If we don't make the playoffs, the end of the road. Like Thomas Joe, like he's not thinking that. He's not just thinking next year. He's thinking like he's thinking like long, long term, long term. Like you said. He wants to make this thing that he wants this team with, like, with Jack Hughes, Nico Heijer, just right. He's trying to turn, like, um the Jack Hughes Devils into, like, the next, like, Martin Brodeur or, like, Scott Stevens Devils.
2: Yeah, well, and he wants to make us Colorado East. Look at how the Colorado Avalanche have built their team around Nathan McKinnon, yeah. Gabriel Landeskog, Mika Rantanen. That is what we're going for, and I don't see him Cal really – Cal sh- Well, yeah, Cal McCarr, too. Um, and I don't, I don't see him straying from that vision.
0: Yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. There are a yeah. lot of, of me. Jack Hughes to um, Jack Hughes to Nick McKinnon. Um, Luke Hughes or Simone which I'm going to ask you about. I was going ask you about Luke Hughes or Simone of i came power, you know, um, ne- like, like I definitely, I de- you re- you refer to him as Carl reason. There are actually a lot of similarities, th- areas there. I-, I-, I like that. Absolutely. Yeah, so but yeah, I, I did want to ask you about um the uh, draft um I saw a lot of people on doubles store like freak out like when they when obviously when Slovakski went number one to the Canadians, then we fall back, we select up uh, Simone Eric sure. I was a little confused about it at first, but the more I think about the the more I like for one reason for, for uh, the main reason is is that the saying say special cards, like right hand defenders, they'll grow on trees. Like right. they they'll they grow on trees. So you get so you get a guy who could could really could really pair well with like Dougie Hamilton like for the next for ne- for at least like the next five years. So the more I think about, it, the more the more I really like I the more I understand I like that I like I'm selecting Simone Nemitz like second overall.
2: Well, the the one um the one thing I love about Simone Nemitz is I don't think he's gonna be on Dougie's side. I think he's gonna be on Luke Hughes's side. And I, I, I was thinking yeah. the
0: Dougie Heltick express because they're both right hand both are right handed defensemen.
2: Is it, well, so so if if Hamilton I, 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 I,
0: I, obviously obviously like Luke Hughes would play with Simone Nurek, and like, again Dougie Heltick would play like Siegenthaler or right. If like if Grace six round long term, he would play Gray's like that. That's the point I was trying to make. That's the point yeah, to
2: make. yeah, yeah. I mean, so the the one thing that really kind of it made me question it at first, but I get it now is the forward group. I think Tom Fitzgerald has a clear vision for, and I think even though we didn't truly, truly, you know, make a big leap in improving this, this summer, um, the goaltending and the defense, he locked down by drafting Nemitz. We have Luke Hughes in the pipeline. We got Siegenthaler. We got Hamilton. We let go of uh, Subban. We got. I mean, we'll see. I honestly, I think Ty Smith will be fighting for his spot. Yeah. But I, I think he's created a situation where <clears throat> we can we can improve the team with wingers. I get it, but he's locking down our defense and our goalies, and that is the biggest hole we had, you know, last year. I think if you put our same forward group out with the same with with the improved defense and the improved goalies. I think we see a much different team. I don't think the forwards I needed working.
0: I, I, I completely agree. And to and I mean, uh, I mean Sam, let, let, me, let me let me just rant about this. Um, a lot of people were. You could easily look at the Devils and say like um, say that um they were all oh, their troubles You know, I mean, uh, for the most part, at least their forward group was pretty solid. The problem is that they're cold. I put it this way, Brad. Back. I I, I want to see if you like this analogy. How old is Maya brother Like, he's like 49. You could literally put him on the ice. Like, right now, at it's her age. he would have been, would have been able to do worse.
2: Yes. That's how bad
0: the goals So, so. Uh,
2: the, one, the one major statistic that I buy into is goals saved above average. And uh,
0: I, I've been looking up that stick. It's really useful. I really like it a lot.
2: Yeah. So, so, you know, for anyone who's not familiar, the goal saved above average, it evaluates goalies totally in a vacuum. It evaluates them, you know, compared to their defense, compared to their offense. So it it removes the doubt of, oh, well, that goalie had bad defense. It totally isolates them and says, well, this is how much they should have saved even with their defense. So the league average, league average was about plus three. You'd think it's about zero, but it was a little above. It was plus three. The first in the league top of the league was about plus 30 so 30 goals saved above average that That was the rangers right yeah i think it was just on the rangers yeah so that means he saved 30 goals that he really shouldn't have across the season like net average the average goaltender like i said saved three goals above what he really should have net average the devils were in second to last place at minus 38 they saved 38 less goals than they were expected to, even with the dog shit team that they was put in front of them. Yeah. So if you put even league average goaltending in net with the same squad, same forwards, same defense, like even ignoring the fact that we improved anything, we still have a better season. We still have 20 more points in the standings. So I think we run it back this year. A similar forward group, an improved defensive group, and league average goaltending. I think you see a much different team on that ice.
0: I was gonna ask about the goaltending. Another move they made the, at the draft that um, was selecting the they they trade they made tra- they didn't select around the rainfart right there but they but they but they made a trade for D-Tick, Banachek. Um, I I I re- I really like this move because that Banchek, he, he's a guy like he's still just twenty six years old. He's still like a young goaltender. So I really feel like this is a move where like he, where he could really be he's, I said for, they need to bring it bring in a guy that, um, that could be at the very least be a 1B, but could also realistically, they like, take the 1A job from McKenzie Blackboard. That was the type of guy I really want does green. And I really think they got that and beat the fan check.
2: That, and that, in the, honestly, that move kind of underwhelmed me. I was expecting a little more out of it. Um, Tom Fitzgerald before the season made it very clear. He wanted three guys fighting for two jobs. He wanted to create competition. He wanted, you know, three goalies, like I said, fighting for two goalie spots. So to me, what that meant was bringing in someone who was guaranteed for a one and letting two guys fight out the two spot. Unfortunately, what he did was brought in three guys to fight for one and two. He didn't bring in a clear one. He didn't bring in, you know, I I really, I really, really wanted to see a clear one and then have guys fight for two. But what he did was brought in three to fight for one and two. And I, 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 I don't want to doubt it yet because we'll see what happens, but I don't love that move. I, I really think we needed a little more security and I think we needed a little more safety there. But if Blackwood has a bounce-back season, if Vanacek does well, and if Bernier comes back and fights one of them for a spot, it, it's boom or bust. And I hope it doesn't bust, but I'm really hoping for boom here.
0: Yeah, same, same, Um I was going to ask you, what, what, what do you think about the future of McKenzie Blackwood? Because it's easy it's easy to look at a guy like McKenzie and see how bad he was, like, this past season, I think, I think like, I think that, like, and just think like, oh, just give up on them. But you could, it's easy, it's e. I said for it's easy. I said it on Twitter. It's easy to forget, like um, just a couple of years ago, years ago, like how good this guy was. Like I remember the save he made like against the Bruins, like last second to like save the game. Hey man, I remember at least the first half of like the 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 short twenty twenty season where. He he really did he really was like he really was a stud. I remember that game against the Rangers where he was just stopping everything. So so I really feel like and then obviously then COVID hit and then he got and then he got hurt. So I really feel like those two things have really like um held the anti Vakro back. So I personally so I personally like I don't know what you think Brad Pack, but I personally really like like bring back one more year and, re- and really like really see, really get a true evaluation on like what he is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he's had really, unfortunately, two fluke seasons in a row. And I know that kind of sounds like a cop out. And some people will say, well, you don't get two fluke seasons in a row. And I get it. I do. But one, he had COVID really, really bad. And if you remember, he was unvaccinated at the start of COVID and it hit him hard. He had he had like really, really severe symptoms for over a month. And it really, really affected him, brought down his game. And then we go into the next year. He busts his heel. His heel was fucked. Um, again, sorry for language. But um, no problem, no problem. <laughs> but but his heel was really not good. And as a goalie, when you're working on your edges, when you're trying to move side to side, your heel matters a lot. And and it's kind of underrated in a sense. It's like it's like a you know NFL running back tearing an ACL almost. So having a busted heel trying to play this year, it really really hurt him. And if we can get a Mackenzie Blackwood coming back this year with no COVID, no busted heel, healthy, ready to go, I think we see, like I said, a much different result, a much better team on the ice.
0: Yeah, one more question. Then, then like, Marcellus or Sam, I'm going to open to you if you have any questions here. Um, like, one more question. What do you think about um, – I think the big takeaway, like, the last is the one real bright side was, of course, Jack Hughes and – he yep. he. Obviously, he obviously. We all know he lit it up like fifty six points in forty nine games. And I said for the, I really feel like his breakout really made like for all like for how just despite how disappointing last year's season was, Jack's breakout really was the breakout. Because now we know we have our franchise guy. We we have our franchise player for at least like next Sunday. We have our guy that we could really like build a championship team around.
2: You know what? You're gonna laugh at me for this and you deserve to laugh at me for this, but if you look at, and I don't know how much you buy into this, but if you look at the analytics, the real, you know, dig deep numbers, the most valuable player on the Devils team this season was Jesper Bratt. Yeah, and I, I, I get it. I know. I know.
0: But uh, Don't worry. Trust me. I was going to ask you about later. Trust me.
2: But no, but seriously, Jack Hughes is a superstar. I'm not taking that away from him. He's a superstar. He's going to score 100 points. He is going to be the face of the league. I have no doubts about that. And I know those are big claims. He is no doubt a bona fide superstar. But if you look at players on the Devils this past year and how they played on certain lines with Jesper Bratt, with Jack Hughes, and without Jesper Bratt, and without Jack Hughes, players played better with Jesper Bratt Players played worse without Jasper Bratt, and I think there's so much that is invaluable about just Bratt. and And he scored 75 points this year. He was the team leader in goals. He was the team leader in assists. He was the team leader in points, and it wasn't by mistake. He was the best player on the ice for most of the games he played, and that's not to take anything away from Jack Hughes. It, it really isn't. I think just at, career-wise. Jack Hughes is going to be a better player. But you look at the Devils and you think, okay, well, they have a superstar in Jack Hughes moving forward. I'd say you're wrong. I think they have superstars in Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt. And I think Nico Hishier is not far behind.
0: I agree. I I, I was going to ask you, man. I mean, Nico, I mean, Ni- I really feel like Nico gets like a lot of hate just because not, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm gonna sound blasphemous comparing Nico Ivanov. I was like, oh my god, that those sweater is gonna come at me for even mentioning to us. says, but I think I feel like the compar- the comparisons there were well, Pavlovic went six overall, like Nico Ishii went first overall, and he was shot the I have killed Makar, um, like um. So I really feel like, uh, so I really feel like, I really feel like people hate on him, like some people hate on him more than so If I really look at, we really would look at him and how he finished he his season. was at a point per game pace. You really, yeah. really did finish the season strong. And I really think like so, so how like bigger, year year just surprised. I think Nico Hishir is going to have a monster year next year.
2: So, so Nico Hishir reminds me of, and, and, uh, you know, give me a moment for this tangent and I'll turn it over. I know I've been talking way too much, but Nico Hishir reminds me of when I was uh, rushing fraternities in college, when I was rushing a fraternity, they asked me a question. They said, what makes you a leader? And the kind of person that I am, I answer the question with, to be honest, what I think leading is, I'm not going to score all the points for a team, but I will get all the assists for a team. I'm not going to be LeBron. I'm not going to be Kevin Durant, but I will be Steven Nash, Steve Nash. I will be Jason Kidd. I think that being a team is being a well-rounded player. And I will not score the most points. So if you're looking for a leader that scores the most points, you can pass on me. I get it. But I will get those assists, and I will be the teammate that pushes my teammates over the edge. And personally, I think that's what a leader is. And I, I relate that back to Nico Heashier. I don't think Nico Heashier is going to be a superstar in the sense that Jack Hughes is going to be a superstar. But I think Nico Heashier is going to push his teammates into a place that they never would have gotten without him. And I know I, I know we got some basketball guys in here that can appreciate that analysis or that that analogy. I'm sorry, um, where Niko Hishir is not going to score 100 points, but he's going to make damn sure that someone else does.
0: Definitely, definitely. Uh, Marcel, uh, Marcel, Sam, would give you like the chance here. If you guys have any questions for Brad Pack, i um, just let him out now.
3: Hey about my Knicks, man. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs>
2: yeah i mean i don't know anything about the knicks if you guys want to talk knicks i'll try to chime in when i can but the floor is yours yeah anything
0: hockey related i was gonna say which you guys <laughs> probably don't but i was just i was just give me the floor just
2: the, the only thing knicks. i the only thing i know about the knicks is fuck trey young
3: <laughs> fuck trey young <laughs> bing, bing bong, t- <laughs> 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 bing bong. Well, fuck it's your so life
2: light. fuck trey young <laughs>
0: do like. you have anything do you have anything
2: That's
0: all right. Sorry, I can't hear you. I I
2: I yeah. think I think yeah. that was it from him. No yeah, worries.
0: So uh, so I so yeah, I'm gonna take the last question here, and it's a question that I, I think it's a question that you that um you get a lot uh, um breath But I'm gonna ask you the age old question here: Who is the best player in the NHL?
2: I have been waiting this whole time for you to ask that question, Adam. And I appreciate that question. Saving the best for last. <laughs> Saving the best for last. I usually make this my mm-hmm. sign off, but uh, the best player in the NHL, Jesper Brad is the best player in the NHL.
0: <laughs> but in all seriousness, I did want to talk to you about um just Jesper just Brad uh, for like for, for a minute or two here is yeah, obviously sure. like obviously he's a free situation. Hopefully they'll be able to work out his contract. He says too, but. But I, I just want to talk about this season for Justin. Brandon. Obviously, he, throughout um, obviously throughout his career, he's been like um, he's been like like what a thirty like point per season player. He's always been that type of guy. Like okay, maybe like I I always viewed as okay maybe he like a really solid second line guy. I will be honest here, Brad Beck. Did you see this kind of like play from him? Because he's really like you said before, he's to himself as as a star on this team. He he really Did you see like this level of like, I kind of like offensive exposure for like uh, just a rat?
2: Yeah. So I, you know, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it honest. You know, anyone who doesn't believe it, I get it. But as a Devils fan growing up, I was a big Patrick Elias fan. Okay. From, uh, I went to my first game in the year 2000 and we sat in the seats right in front of, um, in the old Continental Airlines arena, they used to put the press in the lower section. Now they do the press box up top, but they used to put the press in the lower section. And we sat right in front of the press. So we, oh, you know, the newspapers, the reporters, whatever. And they did the t-shirt toss. Uh, they had the cannons out and everything. And my dad he was talking to one of the reporters behind us. We were literally the last row before the, the press section. And one of the reporters said, hey, you know, just so you know, I was five years old at the time they were like, Hey, just so you know, your kid is like jumping up and down for a t-shirt. They don't, they don't send the t-shirts over here. They won't shoot them over here because it's the press, it's the press area. Like, you know, they're not going to shoot the guns over here. Cause we have computers. We have, you know, we're writing, they're not going to, they don't do it over here. So the uh, reporter handed my dad a program and was like, here, give this to your kid. You know, <laughs> this will shut them up for a little bit. So my dad gave me a program. I opened it up and I said, fine. I'm going to pick my favorite player again. I'm five years old. I was like, I'm going to pick my favorite player. I'm just going to open it up and point, open up the program, pointed at who I thought looked the funniest because he had the least teeth. And it was Patrick Eliash year 2000 straight up. I said, this is my favorite player for the rest of my fanhood. I became the biggest Patrick Eliash fan that I knew I followed him until he retired, you know, but 20, I don't know. I don't even remember 2012, 2013, After that, you know, obviously there was a bit of a void. I I had no favorite player. I went to preseason 2017-18. It was uh, Jesper Bratt's first invite to camp. It was his first preseason. I fell in love, dude. My buddy texted me. He was a ticket rep for the team at the time. He said, dude, watch Jesper Bratt. He's going to make the team. He's going to make the team. Like, just keep an eye out. So I said, sure, fine, whatever. I watched him his rookie year. I watched him skate, man. I fell in love. I have been a Jesper Bratt fan since 2017. And the moment that I knew I was going to latch myself onto him after Eliash, I bought his jersey. I bought his jersey rookie year 2017. I wear this. Yeah, I wear the same jersey to every game for five years now. I knew. And I, I won't say I knew. I won't say I knew. But I, I believed in him and, and I have attached myself to him to that point where his breakout year was like one of my favorite things that's ever happened in Devil's history because I've loved the way he plays. I love him as a person and I love certain things about him where I, we don't, you know, I won't get into it because we probably don't have time tonight, but um, I'm a big mental health advocate and he sees a sports psychologist before every game. He's a big advocate himself for mental health. And there's a lot of things like that about him that I really bought into. And as a rookie, like I said, I attached myself to him. I was like, fuck it. This is my guy. I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. So for him to blossom this way, I'm not going to say I called it. I'm not going to say I knew about it, but I've been along for the ride and I've watched the whole way and I couldn't be happier about it, man.
0: Yeah. I I mean, yeah. I mean, he has He really has to come, like, um he he's going to be part of, like, this team's core long-term. Like you said before, like, like I feel like Jack Hughes, like, you look at the core of the, with Justin Bratt, Jack Hughes, Nico Miescher, um you got Luke you got Alexander Holtz, who, like, hopefully will make the team this year, you know, Dawson Mertz or Igor Sharon Govich. And then you got Luke Hughes and Simone Noach of Pipeline. I really feel like, I really feel like, not to copy the sixth phrase here, but, but I like to, like trust the process is the mile. Like with this, obviously, like they may not be a, a year yet, but you look at this team like maybe like a couple of years, a couple of years now. Like this team, like this team, really, this team, really, like a, it's easy to like give up on on team. Now I know some of those fans are like fresh are frustrated with him and understandably so. But to those fans, I I I, I, would, I would just say like you know just be patient, just look at um what you know, what you know um. Top of Joe, this building.
2: Yeah, I mean, trust the process was the Sixers' motto, and Joel and running, running over the league now. We'll take it, right? <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. But Brad Pack, we thank you so much for coming on. It was great to talk, yo, um, all things, um, Devils and like and like hockey with you. It was it was a really, it was a, it was a pleasure having you on there. It was a blast.
2: Absolutely, hey dude, thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it, and like I said. I've really only been on devil's Twitter for a year now. So the fact that this has gone this far at this point where people inv- are, you know, inviting me onto their podcast is not lost on me. I, I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, I always have time for you, man.
0: No problem. Before, before you go, I'll just look at your work all the find you.
2: So um, I really can only be found in one place. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I really don't have too much going on uh, just at the brat pack 63 on Twitter. Um, I really don't have much more than that. If you just follow me on there, you'll see all the madness. I just really make memes for Twitter. And, and that's really all it is. Uh, we do have, um, a, we're going to do a Brat Pack group outing this year, uh, for, with the devils. I've been talking to their ticketing department. We're going to work it out where we get a section all to ourselves. Um, that's going to be November 12th against Arizona, but, uh, I'll, I'll leave you with the same sign-off that I leave every Twitter space, every podcast, anything that I've invited. Yeah, just to no,
0: no, what, what day is it again?
2: So that'll be uh, Saturday, November 12th. It's Devils against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, all right, all right,
0: all right. With my, with my new job, they say we're Grizz, but I'll see if I can make it. I'll see if I can make
2: it. Yeah, we're, that's going to be the Brat Pack group outing. I mean, anyone that wants to come is welcome. Just uh, do me a favor. DM me if you want to come. Like I said, we're going to, I'm working with the ticketing department about that. So we're trying to get you guys the cheapest tickets possible if you are interested. Um, but I'll leave you with every sign off that I do for every Twitter space, every go podcast. Go for it, baby.
0: Go for it.
2: I th- Adam, you know what's coming, right?
0: Yeah, go for it. Jasper Brat, baby. Let it fly. <laughs>
2: Jesper Brat is the best player in the NHL. <laughs> awesome.
0: Awesome. But Brat Pack, we thank you so much for coming on, and. Again, you're welcome back on any anytime. Don't be a stranger, buddy.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for having me, man.
0: No problem. Take care, Brett Pack.
2: Have a good night, guys. Have
1: a
0: good night. All right, that was the Brett Pack. I mean, awesome to have him on. Like, I've been, I've been wanting to get like a Devil's Guest son like on uh, back on his progress for a long time, man. And as he and as I saw, like, um, I really over over the past like couple of uh, months, I've really fallen in love with this tour content, like a lot and, uh, and all things. That she does also, i forgot that she does also a lot of great tour spaces as well. So definitely, have to, definitely have to tune into another one of those. So, but again, great, great to have. Again, uh, great time i on the show. But guys, you know what time it is. Marcel, Sam you know what time it is. Uh, what? It's time for the hot take of the episode. So obviously, Marcellus went last time. went last time, but unfortunately, Marcellus, we are sh- we, we are kind of short-staffed again. Like because here's the thing: me and Sam, we are we already went um because of our debate. So we're, we are we, our names cannot be on the wheel. So the only three names that could be on the wheel, aside from Chris, the only three names that could be on. We are Marcellus, um, Michael, and Alex. And guess what? Two of those guys are absent. So, Marcellus, by process of elimination, guess what that means? Means Margo? Yep, it's are go again, back-to-back. Back.
3: For the hot day?
0: Uh, yeah, you're, you're going again, back-to-back, back, buddy.
3: Uh, what am I going to do today? Oh, here's a good one. I think the Jets are going to creep up in the playoff run. I really think they are. And before y'all –
0: Continue.
3: Before y'all try to clown me, i really tell you. First of all, did you guys see the free agency moves that you know my, my Jets made?
0: Mm-hmm. I saw some of them. I saw some of them, yeah. I right, know. Uh, uh, I need to. I need to get caught I need to get caught up on NFL free
3: agency. We got. We got one of the best offensive tackles in the game. All right, we added him to the squad. Well, offensive guard, same thing. Whatever you want to say. Uh, Lakeen Thomason. All right, got him. We got mm-hmm. DJ Reed. So pretty much, we made moves to improve defense. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. John Whitehead. We also got mm-hmm. CJ Um Ozama. That's how you say his name, tight end from the Bengals last year. And um, that's what I'm saying. So we we made some improvements to to the roster. I think you know. I, I still don't, I don't know how I feel about Zach Zach Wilson, but you know, I'm hope. Apparently, the stuff that he got himself in now. But oh you know, yeah, did you hear about
0: that?
1: that I heard about that.
0: Sam, did you hear about that? Uh,
1: what happened to Zach Wilson?
0: Um <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> he, here.
3: he got caught messing around with his uh, best friend's mom.
0: <laughs> let's, let's just say, like, let's just say like apparently Zach Wilson was in a relationship with like with like this girl and then apparently like they split up and appa- and like and someone was asking like the girl his ex, like, like what happened between them. And she commented that he was apparently sleeping with his best friend's mother.
1: Oh, guess like he's in the cougars. That's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, Adam. Wait.
0: What? I, I...
1: Is his best friend on his team?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: Okay, because I thought he just slept with one of his teammates' mothers for a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, what's it called? Delante was slept with the bronze mother, so
0: Wow. <laughs> I mean, some of the I mean some of these professional athletes, I mean they're, they they live strange lives. That's all we're gonna say, dude. They live strange lives. That's all we're gonna say.
1: Wait, I just really isn't Zach Wilson like twenty two or twenty
0: three. He's twenty. I think he's twenty two, right?
1: Yeah, I think she's 22. 22, he's twenty two. Wait, so he's twenty two, and he slept with someone who I'm guessing is forty seven.
0: Well, they they ain't no they mentioned you know, like um the, the mom's age so. I mean, for all we know, she could be she could be like in her like thirties,
1: and for all we know, she could be sixty.
0: I <laughs> good point. Good point.
1: Imagine he slept with a sixty-year-old woman. Up <laughs>
0: timer, This this turd... This conversation went from a hot take to Zach Wilson sleeping with someone's
1: mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. This, very this much hot, this hot think, take got interesting quickly, but um this went from a hot take to a porn hub episode.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you're good. But then um so going back to what I was saying, um then we also got Garrett Wilson, you no know, rookie rookie wide receiver. He looks very promising, so all in all. I think we made some we made some moves, quality moves that might surprise some people, I really think. So I think them boys could really sneak in. Oh. I don't know what y'all think though. I mean, I mean I was gonna
0: I mean it's that the end of your hot deck, or,
3: think, or you have more to say? Uh no, that could be I really want to hear your opinions on it.
1: Can I go first?
0: I mean, do you do mind my, do my if I go first, Sam? Do you mind if I go first, Sam?
1: The reason why is because, Adam, I know right now you want to disagree, but I think I can change your mind.
0: No 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 no, I, no, 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 no. Honestly, I feel like you think I'm going to vote one way, and I'm going to tell you right now I'm probably going to vote the other.
1: Okay, I think go first, go first.
0: Okay, so honestly, Marcellus, I mean, you said for the Jets like could they play us? like I honestly don't think it's that crazy for one reason that is the man we were just talking about, um um Zach Wilson. But in all seriousness, if Zach Wilson can take like that next step, you know, and now and now he and now he has the like some weapons around him, like they, they got they I forget who they drafted, but I mean you I mean you you know the because on the jets better than I do, but now that he has some much job, he starts Elijah Moore. You know, covers um, he, more. You got better defense. You know, if Zach, you could, if Zach Wilson could truly like take that next step? Like, and let let's say, like, honestly, obviously, obviously, like he's not going to be better than Josh Allen, but could he be better than Mac Jones? Could he? Could the he be better to well I don't think that's unrealistic. I was like, I think it out do you guys like the Jets could be like in place where they could find some sort of So you know what, Marshals, I'm going to prove.
1: I'm going to approve this. <laughs> surprise. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm surprised too. I thought Adam was going to be like but here's the thing so I'm going to disapprove because someone <laughs> oh yeah, I approve just because here's the thing if you said they were going to make the playoffs I would have disapproved. But you're saying basically they're like dark course to make the playoffs. I agree with that because they did pick up some very good pieces. Now, do I think the Jets are going to make the playoffs? I'm sorry to say it. No, I don't think so. But I think they are going to put up a very good fight. I think they're going to put up a very, very good fight. And especially if Zach Wilson becomes the player he's supposed to become, he, he then the Jets are going to be in a good spot to make the playoffs, actually. They may be in a good spot to actually, like, and have a good run in the playoffs. So yeah, I approve.
0: All right, so Marceus, congratulations, your hot take was approved. And what's your record now? You are now five and one. You are one one behind Sam. You are you are, you are only one That's game behind Sam in the standings.
3: That's a good record I have. Yeah.
1: I'm, Right now, Michael Jordan six and zero. You're so.
0: six and 0 Sam's Sam six and zero. Marcellus is five and one. Michael's three and two. I'm three and two. And Ox two and three. All right, all right, guys. So we're gonna move on. So, you know, what? I was gonna um make this like more of. a, let I up more of a baseball so we haven't talked baseball in a while, but i say since since like since like like you Marcel Sam you both big basketball guys, um I was gonna talk about this like I was I was gonna say this for the next episode, but you know what? I feel I feel like we it's best if we talk about it here. Uh, did you guys hear like um this carrier story? Hmm?
1: Did you guys no. hear this
0: carrier story? What was it? Apparently, according to, um, I, I forget, uh, according to Brian Lewis of the New York Post, who covers the Nets. you don't miss either. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he covers the Nets for the uh, New York Post. According to him, he, he reported that apparently Kyrie Irving, he wrote an article, and here's the headline. Well, you want me to read this headline, guys? Kyrie Irving wants to be a net with or without Kevin Durant. And th- and this and this is like our our, our for him. and he says like in New York that a source close to Irving said, said that um that um he intends that 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 he, that he's, that he has never asked for a trade and he has every intention of staying with the that. Nets.
1: Wow, that's um that's an interesting lie. It's a lie, I, 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 the lies, I, 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 but it's interesting.
0: Here's the thing. Here's the, here's here's the thing. Like normally, I, I here's the thing. You believe whatever you want to believe, but here's the thing. Brian Lewis just 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 for a good. I've actually met Brian Lewis in person. Like he's a very like he, he's he's a very like nice guy. He's very he's a very like, good guy. And um and I I, I would trust that like he would like post something out of this. Like um he, he he's not he's not making something out of his ass with this. He's he's not like um. He's not pulling something out of, out of his ass with this. Like, so uh, so whether, or not, whether, or not, whether or not I believe it, um, whether or not I believe it is another thing. But here's, here's the, this this is either one of two things, guys. And this is, this is either one of two things. things. Number one, like said, Sam, this is a lie. Or number two, that this confirms something that we've always known about with Kyrie River. You know what that is? He changes his
1: mind like he changes clothes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What the fuck did you just say?
0: He changes his mind like he changes clothes.
1: Oh, we know that already. Hmm. We know that already. I mean, it's like literally. He's like the one girlfriend that asks to go to Olive Garden. You get to Olive Garden, and then she says, "No, I actually want to go to Chili's." Like,
0: and then when you get Chili's, she's like, "No, I want to go back to Olive Garden." It's and then like she says, "I want to go to Outbacks."
1: It's, it's like, bitch, shut the fuck up and put a bread stick in your mouth and enjoy. Thank you.
0: I mean, I mean, but, but yeah, in this whole like um. Net saga with Kevin Grant, like, um, wanting out, like, I, and then apparently the odds are shifting, like, to the point where Kevin Grant and Kyrie Irving may, like, um, may, like, um, actually, like, at least start to stand in Brooklyn, and I really feel like in terms of, like, Kevin Durant, obviously, in the beginning, he may have requested the trade, but I was listening to, like, uh, the K-Show, and they brought this, they brought this up, like, and that now with DeAndre and like, getting that, um, Getting that max at like um, I, I was the offer the Hornets?
1: No, it was the Indiana Pacers. Oh, it was the Pacers.
0: Aiden. It was the Pacers, and like yeah. the Suns smashed it, right? The Suns smashed it. Mm-hmm. So now, so now, um, it, it can't be traded to uh the Nets unless they move Simmons. So that also like el- uh, that also eliminates like um Phoenix from any sort of like trade discussions like with the Nets unless like unless there's someone willing to trade them. Um,
1: Kevin Booker. So if you're Kevin, what's it called? No, it can, in my opinion, a good trade would be DeAndre Ayton for Ben Simmons. And then for, I'll say specifically for
0: Kevin Durant. For Kevin
1: Durant. Oh, I mean, you could do DeAndre Ayton for Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant. You just give Kevin Durant for free.
0: I mean, at, at that point, though, if you're going to trade Ben Simmons for, like, DeAndre Yates, and I, at that way I would almost just, if I'm moving Kevin Durant, I would pretty much, at that point, I would pretty much just demand Devin Booker. At, at, at that point. But I feel, I feel like, if you're Kevin Durant and you're looking at this, and you're, and you're looking at this, like, like where, I want to ask you this, Sam, like, where could Kevin Durant go where after, like, that, after a team, like, trades, like, a haul for him? Where could he go that would provide like a better situation for him than what the Nets have right now? Because like let's, let's say for example like the Heat, let, let's let, let's say, no, let, let's the say, let's say, let's say for heat. example the Heat, like he gets traded, they're gonna have to give up passes. Is there any other team that they go to, like they're gonna have to give up fast. So, so would you, so Kevin just, you think like I can either like either I can either get traded there, or I could like run it back like the Nets and you like get Kyrie Venue. you. Get Ben Simmons and you know you have a healthy Joe Harris, so you see if can get out of Seth Curry, like or you see if you can get out Pie Mills. Like maybe he's maybe like maybe now Kevin Grant, maybe now Kevin Grant like could be thinking like maybe maybe my best chance like to win a championship is in fact in Brooklyn.
1: Or maybe he thinks that he can get traded to Golden State and team back up with Steph, Clay, Draymond, and now Andrew Wiggins. Because that's been floating
0: around a lot. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think. Just so you know, I don't think that trade is not. Because remember. Because remember. Like at the end of the day, let's the have the final saying in this. They can, If if Kevin Durant like says I'm going to sit out, they can easily say, "Oh, okay, sit out. We don't care. You're yeah, you four years left on your deal. Sit out."
1: I mean, are you really gonna be fine with him sitting out?
0: If I, I mean, if. If I don't get you the deal have I'm to looking for, then, yeah, that,
1: no, because here's the thing for the Nets, if they don't win a championship, you guys are screwed. It's it, so that true. That is like true. You, like the point. Like the Nets are that the Nets can't just make the playoffs, they have to win a championship, exactly.
0: Exactly, yeah. The, the, the obviously, if, 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 they, if they do. Re- if they do and like run it back, you know, um, obviously it would, it would be like championship for us. Us, but I, I think like, I feel like Kevin maybe actually should be thinking what I'm, what I'm thinking. Like you look it's like we're already looking at like um this, this team thing and and thinking like oh they're gonna blow it up like oh oh like um it can't work. I'm just saying, can I see the playoff play first? Like can I at least see like Ben Simmons? Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the court there Can I at least the play.
1: I mean we kind of, I mean we kind of did. It was a disaster.
0: This this is without Ben Simmons, though. You're forgetting this is without Ben Simmons. We haven't seen all three of them like on the court. Ben, the same thing happened with James Harden. Like Adam, how often do all three of them like stay on the court? I don't know. It's like, I'm in this, I'm like, can I see my star players on the court together for the love of, holy moly?
1: No, not really. Just because the last time we saw Ben Simmons, he was as effective as James Harden with a pulled hamstring. and James yeah. Harden literally didn't do anything.
0: What was the last time we saw Ben Simmons was in that playoffs, right?
1: Last time we saw Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant choked.
0: So that was the last time. That was the last time. Ever since then, Ben Simmons has fallen off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I. But, but I just as a Nets fan right now, I, I, I stand by what I said before. Like right now, the Nets they supported that they haven't gotten like um the offer that they were looking for for uh Kevin Durant. So. I I I I say I, say what I support. If you, unless you get that offer, I I I think you you tell the cover grad suck it up. You're not getting traded. So that that's all. That's all. what I would um tell him. Hey, Marcellus, you can go. You can go now if you want. Oh uh, no! I just felt like I just
3: felt like uh I knew they weren't leaving the whole time. I really, just, I, knew- I just I just knew it. Yeah, I just I just know it because and I really think I think I said this on the last episode, but I really think that K V was just using that trade excuse to create leverage for Kyrie because I don't really think you do want it out. I mean, if you saw if you saw the circumstances, I mean he signed he signed that extension right there for four years. So that right there ain't easy to just get rid of. You know what I mean? Like that's number one. Number two, nobody was really going to want to pay the price for them for being real. So, I don't know. I just felt like, just felt like cap to me, honestly. And I kind of knew that Kyrie was going to come back. But I don't really, they didn't really see them leaving, especially the way after they uh got knocked out. And I just felt like, they got around yeah. run back, and we didn't even see Ben play either yet with them, so yeah. we do that's going to go. So, that's what I
0: thought. Yeah, I definitely def- def- uh, right. agree. A lot of people, I heard them again, I'm wrestling the case, show again, a lot of people are thinking that maybe, like, Kevin requested a trade was, like, maybe an overreaction on his part. For maybe Kevin thinking, like, oh, my God, you're not going to pay my boy, Kari, that's it, I want out, and then, uh, fast for like two weeks there, he's looking at it and saying, like, hmm obviously like if I get traded somewhere, like am I really gonna have a better chance to championship, like that when well, that maybe requests to request a trade like wasn't like so bad yeah. So for all we know for all we know this for all we know, like um the as for the best case scenario for the Nets is that this becomes like a two thousand seven Kobe where as you're if if you guys were Kobe requests a trade and then they're traded and then, and then they win two championships, and that's ultimately like what Nets fan like is also is also a dream right now. But ultimately, like we'll have we'll have to see what happens. Um I just really, I will say though about I will say though know, about about the Nets, and I think you guys will agree. They provide no shortage of stuff to talk about on this podcast. You guys would agree, there, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Alright. I did that. Alright. Before we before we get to our best guys, um I also got we also gotta talk about this one story. Um you guys you know, that's why I guess um who um this individual like this next story is focused on. Again, we're sticking with well so that's a first Durant.
1: Okay. Nope, we're we'll moving
0: off from Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Let's talk about someone else. <clears throat> and the New York Knicks potentially being in on this individual,
1: Jalen Brunson.
0: Nope. You guys have heard the reports, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Bingo. So, according to Agent Wojnarowski, the, the I, it was reported. I remember it was reported. Um, Michael's I, our, our good friend Mike actually said on the show that um, that according to the Jazz physicals, that Kevin Durant that. The, Don, the, the the Jazz weren't willing um to uh deal Don Mitchell, but according to Adrian Wojcicki, like um their mindset has changed and that they have begun to at least listen to offers for Don Mitchell and the Knicks right now are uh apparently discussions there where um um where apparently there are discussions that could like send Don Mitchell to New York. So, so, who? so who? I mean, I mean, that's where we don't know who we don't know who. the trade's nowhere near official yet. I mean, they, they, I think Woj said the trade there's no there's no the deal's nowhere close done. Like there's nothing like being re- worked out That's way. But the Jazz are at least willing to listen to offers on Donovan Mitchell. And there's the thing: like you look at the deal like Rudy Gobert got and how much Minnesota had to give up. The, I think we all could I think most of us could agree. Doc Mitchell, like we would take Doc Mitchell from Rudy Gobert, right? So Donald Mitchell's gonna demand even bigger of return than um than um than Rudy Gobert. So I wanna ask you Marcus, you're the Knicks fan here. I what are your thoughts on this? I say
3: hey, yeah. I
0: say come on,
3: let's do it. Um and especially the fact that I was reading up on it said they we wouldn't have to give up RJ either, so you know. What I mean, if we can, we got it what eight first round picks. I mean, that's the whole point of getting all these picks. You want to flip it to get a superstar.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know that's and that's. So, I feel like the one piece that you the, the Knicks would be willing to move would be RJ Barrett. I would. Really, I would really, like if this came down to like um, just like draft capital and the, let's say you move like what. The max can, obviously the maximum picks you can allow um, is for, or like, so you send, like, um, let's say you send, um, let, let's say, let's say you send, um, Utah, um, four person picks so you can't offer more of that. Let's say you add, and then you add in, like, a pics, a, a pick swap or two, and then you send, and then you send, um, them, like, Julius Randle, you know, um. Um, Obi Toppin, you know, Cam Reddish, like, um, um, I don't know what he'd get from a Mimi Joe and Kevin Knox in there. They're like, um, I really, I really, I really feel like, um, I, I feel like a deal could be done there. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily out of the question. I should, like, I, 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 I should, like, RJ Barrett is like the one guy where I really feel I really feel like the Knicks like would be willing to go. off. I understand because he he's gonna be he is like um I would say a you know, franchise player, but he's gonna be a he's the one guy where you look at and say okay, he could really be like a major part of this long term for. I think so. So, yeah, so
3: I so, love RJ
0: too. But but her thing down, her staying down. No. Utah Jazz, they're gonna be asking for Andre Barrett. RJ Barrett and a boatload of Jazz is gonna be the asking price. Now do they come down to asking price a little? Maybe. Maybe, but I should I sh- I, sh- I sh- but maybe and maybe the two sides get a deal done. But I really feel like the I really feel I really, I really feel like the of if somehow you can get this done without um including Andre Barrett, I think you have to do this deal because Let's say, uh, what are the first first draft picks gonna become? Really, what are the first round picks gonna become? Like, like the Knicks have pro- the Knicks have proven honestly, guys, that they can't draft for shit. So, I mean, uh, with the exception of Archibar, Arjave- Archibar is the exception, of the rule. We all we all know Knicks lottery luck doesn't go their way, and and um they can't draft in the later rounds to save their lives. So why not like um, why not package all your picks and go get like um. A guy, a, i guy. Why get I'll go get a proven star? Why get a proven star to pair with them, Orange and then and then like um between those two guys, like you could then like maybe recruit like um the next like the superstar. The, the, maybe you guys could recruit like the next superstar that hits free agency. Maybe if like um you're gonna kill it is for this Sam, but maybe if Zion has free agency in a couple of years, maybe if you know um. I mean, this is probably bad maybe this is unlikely, but maybe if Giannis is free agency, maybe if like Kawhi or another one of these guys like Hits Free agency, the Knicks could like potentially be a landing spot for um a superstar player. And then you have, have a trio of that superstar, um RG Barrett and then and, and, and Donovan Mitchell. So I would so I would like if you're a Knicks Marcus, anything except RG Barrett should be on the table for um getting a deal done. I
1: hope, hope we can get something done. I mean, I would also try to keep Obi Toppin because Obi Toppin is very good.
3: I to say
0: that. I they do say that. If Obi Toppin is the difference between between that, is it the difference between getting damage or not getting damage or you have to do it?
3: I think so. No question about it.
0: It's not because remember I again using the Gobert trade like as an example. Donovan Mitchell ain't gonna come cheap. He's definitely not.
3: I don't think so either. I mean, he shouldn't. He's an All Star. It's definitely the type of caliber player we need to.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Lisa do you wanna have any thoughts here for mean, uh, you said you're you were you a retired Knicks fan here, so I definitely even so um, i give definitely wanted to give your thoughts on you get your thoughts in.
3: Send me did
0: he leave? You said me? No, did 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 Sam leave?
3: Yeah, Sam left.
1: <laughs>
3: sure. I don't know what happened. <laughs>
0: well, this is awkward. So,
3: was Sam used to be a Knicks fan?
0: He said he was, but then he like um, he say he renounces Knicks fan. I became uh, visit basically he he lays Knicks fan to rest. I have no idea what, what kind of fan Sam is. First, he's um he says he's a Pelican fan, but then he says he's a. Um, Giannis fan. They say he's a Knicks fan. He's all over the place in this fandom. I don't even really know.
3: Should have stayed with the Knicks, man. I don't know why he did that. But, I mean,
0: but, 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 like I like I was saying, me, I me, mean, Sam had, I had to, um, meet us for a second here. But, like I was saying, Marcellus, I really, I really feel like, um, I just feel like one thing that really maybe has hit them that maybe a deal might not get done is we said before, maybe RG Barrett could be off the limits, the, ja- the Jazz could easily say, like, okay, like, unless you deal with RG Barrett, we're not, uh, we're not, tr- unless you deal with RG Barrett and, like, every draft pick, uh, like, every draft pick, oh, man, like, we're not trading away on uh, Dom the Mitchell. They never remember, the report never said that um, they were, de- that the Jazz were shopping Dom Mitchell, like all I said was stay with the stars and unless they, unless they get blown away, like um, they, maybe they won't trade off. So I would ask you this. I would ask you this. Like let's say it does come down that and the, the, um, the, the jazz demand, um, demand, um, Barrett, what do you do?
3: I don't know if I could be a fan, man. I just love the idea of us having Brunson, RJ, all of them guys. Yeah. Honestly.
0: So 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 you would not trade them RJ Barrett for uh Mitchell, right?
3: If we can get him without doing it, and they already did say that they don't necessarily want him because of his contract. So I mean, wait, that's they, good right there. wait,
0: wait, wait, the wait the Jazz said that?
3: Yeah, apparently the Jazz said they don't want RJ Barrett's contract. So
0: Really? That know. that's weird. That's where well,
3: they're rebuilding, so they really just want picks and young players. And I mean, this isn't new for Danny Ainge, he's rebuilt, and you see what he's done in Boston before. So it's not like you can't turn around. Yeah, I mean, Danny Ainge, like, um, he's always been great at
0: uh, um, rebuilding. That's that's the, one, that's the one thing, like, um, he was really going for like like i, I remember like of how we uh we select corporate nets, but we're not going to talk about that
1: <laughs> uh, i
3: mean like i said if you can get them without
0: so what you're saying is if you get them without um including your Jibara, you'd do it but if ultimately it comes if one says you had the food bear like um, you wouldn't do it right
3: uh absolutely.
0: Alright, so so we're in agree there. We're we're in there. I mean, but I should I actually feel like with the next and this is something that I mean I mean we just had Brad back on. This is something that I could mention, but but it's so such so with the dose. Like you can only use the term like rebuilding for so long. Yeah. It's like the next episode is for what, twenty years now? It's time to like um <laughs> it really it's time to like so start to lot. go for it here and really break some excitement, like um Back to masses, bring some excitement. Like back to masses, we're gone. Because, what when was the last time this team was honestly truly competitive? And no, uh, the uh, second round, the, the second round exit to the Pacers doesn't count.
3: Oh, uh, when uh, Melo was there, in two thousand thirteen.
0: Even then, when Melo was there, they they like they what happened? They made the playoffs like what once? They got yeah, bounced in <laughs> the second round.
3: Yeah. I mean, like you said, there a really,
0: so yeah, it's a been a success really on
3: our side, so I think that's why we're definitely overdue.
0: So yeah, it's definitely been like really, really rough for. Um, it's definitely been like a really, really rough time for um for for, for Knicks fans. So getting a guy like Don Mitchell um would ultimately um. Would would really bring some excitement back to the guard. so that's another reason why if you're a Knicks fan, like hopefully, like hope you're, you're really really good for it to get done.
3: I would love, I would love to wake up tomorrow and see that notification on my phone.
0: Oh my my, my, my What would you do if um you saw a notification on your phone? What would you do?
3: I wouldn't clock into work. I'd call out. <laughs>
0: you call out of work.
3: <laughs> lot of work.
0: I'm sure your bosses wouldn't blame you. <laughs> I'm
3: calling out of work.
0: I'm sure your boss uh, you, you, I'm sure uh, this would be the phone call. Hey, boss call out of work. And you'd be like, okay, why? I'm a Knicks fan. They acquired doctor you. are like, okay, understandable. Have a nice day off. <laughs> your bosses wouldn't blame you at all for that.
3: <laughs> I don't think they would. What, think
0: Mike would do. what do you think Mike would do? What you think Mike would do if
3: they lay down Mitchell? Um, I think Mike would love it too.
0: He probably you both would I, I, I have an idea, I have an idea. You both would um you both would call out of work and they go to a strip club wearing Nick's gear. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, you know about definitely
0: would that's how you do Alright, so unfortunately, um unfortunately um, Sam went left to go up this mother. Um, wait, Sam you back?
1: I'm here. I'm just all right, waiting. just
0: in time. We were just about to move on. Um just really quick here, do you have any thoughts on like the rules of Dominion potentially getting traded? And do you think the Knicks should Super pursue a trade?
1: <laughs> if have done <Donovan>, it. Okay. <clears throat> as long as they don't give up RJ Barrett. I think the Knicks should go for Donovan Mitchell. I think the ideal trade though would be get rid of Julius Randle, get rid of Cam Reddish. Yeah, you have to get rid of those two.
0: Yeah. That's the it, I I you and I are going to agree. Movie Marcel since we're all going to agree. It. If I would include OG, but I would include too much anyone than anything else.
1: I wouldn't. I no matter what. If or if you have to trade R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell, don't do it. They're basically the same player. Don't do it.
0: Yeah. Thomas, why? Sorry, I can't really hear you. Should I repeat that, Sam?
1: I said, don't trade R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell. They are basically the
0: same player okay yeah I, that i agree there i agree there i i i i agree there i agree there so that i, I agree don't i, I would not trade rj barrett for donovan mitchell but i would trade pretty much anyone ever because they need the garden i look like if you i said for example if you could bring in like um a star like donovan mitchell like R.J. Barrett, maybe like a couple years down from the road, like Let's say, like, yeah, maybe they maybe like, or a Giannis or like a Luka Dutch or a Joe or whomever, maybe one of those guys is crazy and you could potentially like be serious for him. I think if you're a Knicks, that has to be like, um, your your plan.
1: All right, I'm sorry to break the Knicks cards, they're not getting anyone like that. Yeah, but someone like a Joel Embiid, maybe. You're not I'm sorry, you're not getting me honest. You're not getting
0: Luka, I'm not I'm, 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 not, I'm, not say, I'm not saying yes. i yes, but uh, what I'm saying is a, a player of that caliber is what this is basically what I'm saying.
1: I think the best that would come would maybe be yeah. like a Jalen Brown, which is still very good, but like it's like you're not gonna get like Mega stars, just because. Well, New York is like really popular. That's the problem. No star wants to have that much pressure on them.
0: Yeah. They're saying though, if a star looked at them, because like, you could say that, but at the same time, like the that's been never about Knicks in the past. But if a star, because that's thing, next back then, like um. They didn't have anybody to support them, but the stars would look at the Knicks and say, like, yo, I'm gonna I'm in, have all me we have pressure. I have a bunch of like and I don't have like really any quality players playing at me. Me this time we're a, a star could look at the Knicks and say, Ooh, like, yeah, there's a pressure, but I, I could like have Jets play Dav Mitchell and RG Barrett. You're telling me a star you me a star wouldn't go for that, but that wouldn't be at least be a consideration.
1: Well, I mean Portland had Damian Lillard, Siege McCollum, and Yusuf Nurkic. When Yusuf Nurkic was good, did any star go to Portland? Like just just because you have stars, that really doesn't mean a whole lot. Like you have to have a very good cultural experience as well.
0: I yeah, I, I agree. I I agree. I agree. I think you need both. In the NBA, you need both culture and and you need both stars. Like look at the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yes, they have stars, but they also have a really, but they have really good culture in place too. Look at the Bucks. Yeah, they, they have. You also have young, yeah, honestly. You have. Um, I mean, would you would you consider Chris Milton a star?
1: Yeah, all star, an all star.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, all star, all star, so. So you have yeah those two guys um you it, with with um who you mentioned the Warriors for um the Raptors you have Kawhi. So yeah, you need a combination of both. But the Knicks like if they have like a um, D'Angelo and Archibald, they recruit us, they could potentially build like something like that. So if you're a Knicks, that has to be your plan. All right, guys, it's late, so I'm sure everyone's starting to go to bed. So, you guys, you know, we're going to wrap up this episode with how we wrap up everything. Episodes, you guys know how we wrap up every episode? Uh, line. That's of the episode. So, really quick recap. Um, I forgot, I, I, um, I forgot to do the point total, so, but I do have, I do have um, every, I forgot to put those, but I do know um, how everyone's best results ended up. Um, I think I'm the only one who won. Guess what? Well, guess what? I lost mine. I had the Angels of the Astros on my line. And here's the Angels beat the Astros, but I also picked the under, and the game turned out to be over, and that screwed me. So I'm mad about that. So I lost again. I've lost like what? I've lost my fourth straight bet and I've lost like four straight bet and my like and my fifth out of my last six. Let me see here. Let me see here how my last streak is. In my last ten bets, I am two and eight. No, 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 no. Not, not, not the last ten bets. Not last 10 mm-hmm. bets. That
1: so, that, so that's why I lost that one bet when One I went
0: with you. two three four, five six, seven eight six, one two four. one loss, two loss, three loss, four loss five loss six loss seven loss. In my last nine bets I am two and nine two and seven. I lost nine bets. I am two and seven. Not looking good for me. Alex had um Dodgers, Cardinals, Padres, Rockies, Rays, Red Sox. I believe the Cardinals beat the Dodgers so that wrecked his car line. I being off the double check. Off the double check. Um, um, let me check here. Let me check here. Um, you guys could tell I've been very busy so it's been kind of hard for me to like um keep up with like uh, betting series Dodgers beat the Cardinals, but the Rockies beat the Padres, so that wrecked his parlay. Sam, you had the Sam, you had the Yankees over the Reds, and guess what? It was the first game of this. It was the first game of the series where the Yankees absolutely blew it. So guess what, Sam? You lost your you lost that bet. Oh,
1: that's and great. Michael
0: had the Yankees over the Reds and Braves over Mets and I over over the dream, so I, mean, I forgot. I'll have to check up the b score later on, but that was his bet. And Mark, but two people won, Grizzly, Mark, Chris has a Grizzlies over the Nets my line. He won his bet. he added 10 points, and Marcellus has the Mets for the Braves. Um, he won his bet, he added 10.08 points. So I'm probably going to make this up. I'm probably just going to make this up on the fly here, but give you up the understandings, Um. Mike Marcellus, you are still a there you are in first place 13 and 13 record uh oh more than 161 points for um your I believe your second in points for um 9 stars Mike Michaels in um second place um he is um Mike's in second place He's is 11-15 for um and he's Fourth in points for um six stars. Six yeah, stars, no, I
1: believe. No, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, second. I have eight stars. I'm pretty sure. Oh,
0: sorry. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Sorry, you're in second place. You're in second place. You no, know I'm, I'm, I'm giving up here because I haven't official update. If you guys want um updates on um, the standards, go look on our Twitter page. Go look on our Instagram page. I'm not gonna do all the math in my head. All right, so. I mean, we let me just. We do have uh, um, Mars, Michaels, and Sam, and not Sam, Alex's bets here. Let me just round off really quickly. Um, his map. He's taking the on my line and the sky on the money line. He's taking the sky on my line and the sun on my line. So he's taking a three-leg like, parlay and Sam. Um, sorry, I keep like confusing Alex Sam. What the fuck?
1: Adam, I'm Adam, Adam, I'm Hispanic. He is white. <laughs> Get a difference, please. Thank you.
0: Alright. Alex's bet is Braves and Blue Jays on my line. Alright. I honestly have no idea what I'm gonna take what I'm gonna take for my bet, so Oh, I already know who I'm gonna
1: take. Um Yankees
0: money line. You're just riding with the Yankees again on the money line. I'm gonna ride with the Yankees all the way through now. You're gonna you're gonna ride them all the way. Honestly, honestly here's the thing. Yeah, honestly I don't blame you because here's the thing. With um with the sports sensor of, uh, of the four major sports like baseball, zero and active, you gotta get creative a little, Sam. You gotta, you know, um have some creativity.
1: Yeah, Adam. Adam, you you have creativity. How's that working for you?
0: (laughs) Good point. Good point. But yeah, from my bet, what am I going to take here? All right. You know what? I'm going to do a parlay. I'm going to do a parlay here. I'm going to take um. The Yankees um, on the money line on Sunday against the Red Sox. That's because I'm doing it Sunday because Garrett Cole's on my that one against um, the corpse of Chris Sale. So, did you guys see that uh, that Chris Sale video? By the way, he was making a minor league rehab star, and he stunk, and he basically like destroyed um, the the Red Sox minor league locker room. Yeah, but that aside, I'm taking the Yankees over over um the Yankees over Red Sox on Sunday, and I have to make this one because I want to make a Southern league bet on Saturday. I've got the Nets over the Celtics, so that's my bet. That's uh, my parlay. All right, Sam, you're up. I mean, you did, I mean are, do you have anything else
1: or is it just Yankees my line? It's just Yankees my line.
0: And what game are you doing that for?
1: Whatever game they win.
0: What?
1: Whichever one they win.
0: Whichever one they win. Sorry, Sam, I'm going to have to take a specific game. Are you taking on um, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday?
1: <laughs> um, who are they versing?
0: person in the Red Sox. I picked the one on Sunday because Garrett Cole starring
1: that one. Okay, I'll take the one on Sunday too.
0: Okay.
1: Actually, no. I'll take the one on Friday because you're you're going to lose the one on Sunday.
0: Okay. <laughs> gotcha. All right, Mister Ringwinder, last up. Go ahead.
3: Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Mets, moneyline. Cause those Mets are my boys. Soft shocker. I'm
0: gonna
3: parlay. I'ma take. What else am I gonna take? You said that's a shocker. My boy's gonna win, man. We look good right now. But I'm gonna also take. What else am I gonna take? I'm gonna take Dodgers, one and a half. Over the Angels. And I'm gonna take oh. Brandon Wilgrove on the mound. I'm gonna take Brewers money line over Giants. That's my parlay.
0: Gotcha. All right, guys, that's all for our best, and that's all for this episode. So, I kind of teased it like last episode that I was gonna be doing um a series starting um Sunday that that's that gonna be doing so, sorry, so it turns out i actually won't be doing it sunday because the thing i'm doing actually doesn't start until after that so 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 it's not gonna be um this up, um, it's not gonna be this upcoming episode so the episode's gonna be going out monday but as you guys know bias so we recording it for but you guys want but uh, i said i i did say i would announce it this episode so i feel dirty if i did keep my word so Guys, you want to know my weekly statement that I'm going to be starting doing um, not next episode, but the episode after that? You guys that want me. to know? What is it? I am going to be reviewing episode by episode the Derek Jeter documentary, The Captain.
3: That came already.
0: No, it's the first episode of the July 18th.
3: That should be a good one.
0: It's gonna be a good one. Um, you, you guys know what it's about. You guys know what it basically is, right?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's it's, you, you,
0: you, you guys remember all the Last Dance? hmm It's that, but for the Derek Jr. Yankees. That's gonna be really good.
3: It's
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be good. And I can't wait to um review. I can't wait to like, review review it with you guys. It, sh- it should be fun. I wonder, um, you know, um, the, the Mike Jordan, and I took that personally name. Do you think we're going to get any sort of names, like, um from this documentary? I'm sure we're going to get at least one.
1: Yeah, we're going to get one.
0: Yeah, because I, I don't know if you guys heard, like, uh, but Pe- you guys remember about, you guys remember Jeter and a that they kind of had, like, a similar beef, like, they kinda like had of beat like similar to like the Kobe and Shaq beat. And apparently apparently like during their time they uh, apparently like um went they're like they, they they did not get along they really um both of them on the documentary, and they both really opened up in towards of like um what went wrong so it's really gonna be like a great insight um into that so yeah the Derek Hugh documentary the Captain Knight and not create that you guys know how big of a Derek Gia fan I am, and I really look forward to really going behind the scenes, you know, into um really like um the probably the greatest dynasty like of, of my childhood really. It's really even though I didn't really I was too young to see it. It's so the I mean, Derek Gia is always so such a and I really just can't wait for that documentary. the uh, guys, you have any final thoughts? We're not oh. getting any cringy puns from ourselves to send the end the show, god damn it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we need Mike to send us off.
0: We we, we, uh, we need a cringy pun from Mike, from Michael or Sam to send us off, but we're of course one absent. Sam, are we getting anything? No. <laughs> That's the cringy pun. No. That's the cringy pun. That's how we set ourselves. No. So, yeah, we're going to end the show with that. That's it. This is episode 102 of the Game Podcast. Here's Julie, Agnes Sani, Marcellus Roddock, Sam Rowell, and our special guest, the Pack, Mike you Herb. Be sure to leave a like and follow the podcast. Also, I joined the process of just on YouTube, or reach out to us on social media. we me what you have to say, and we jump to a member of my friends. Don't see your dreams just fancy. It's a measure of the major world. Believe it in it, and die of it. See you next time, and until then, stay lame. Mm-hmm.